1: Welcome back. Junkies on 106.7 The Fan. We're live on CSN. Happy to be joined by our friend Lindsay Zarniak right now, former NBC4 sports reporter. Now you can watch her on sports Center in the mornings. Of course, she worked alongside the legend, Jim Vance. Good morning, Lindsay. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Lindsay. Good well. to talk to
2: you. Thanks for joining us so early. Now, what time do you actually have to go on air?
0: 7 a.m. Okay. So I'm in the makeup chair all right. with my friend. <laughs>
2: Well, it's good to talk Um, to you. It's good to hear your voice. Uh, You know, we miss you down here. You're making all that money up there in in Bristol, and (laughs) you're doing your thing. Um, But, of course, we wanted to talk (laughs) to you about Jim, and you worked with Jim for, I don't know, six or seven years maybe, uh, WRC. Mm -hmm. I don't want to act like, you know, I I was Jim's best friend because I only met him twice. I met him at Dan Helley's going away party, and then I think it's some charity event. But I watched him thousands of times, and he just seemed like a really good dude, and that's all I ever heard about him. Uh, so what were your thoughts and memories of Jim?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, it's great to hear your alls voices. I um you know, it's funny what you said. I feel like that's something that I started to think about a lot over the weekend. It's just, you know, obviously I felt heartbroken hearing the news for just because of what he meant to me individually. But then it's like you think about how many people loved him. And, you know, for a lot of us, I think to get into this business, it's because, you know, like you love that sense of, um, camaraderie and the way, you know, you get to work with teammates on air, whatever you do, radio or TV. And with Vance, it's like he just – he made people feel so comfortable watching him, obviously. There are so many fans of his. And I just was thinking about all those people for decades that, that watched him that felt like they knew him, you know, just because right. of the way that he did what he did, but also because of exactly what you're saying. It's like even if you weren't best friends with him – Maybe, you know, like you, you, you meet him and you're around him a couple of times, but he's just such a genuine dude. And that's what Melvin and I kept talking about was like, he just, you know, he had a way of making you feel like you were the only person in the room, but he also was just cooler than cool. Um, I mean, with me thinking about it over the weekend, I was like, man, how lucky was I? just to have the opportunity to sit next to him, you know, for those six years I was in DC and to be able to have the chance to talk to him between commercial breaks and get to, you know, talk to him in the makeup room before you go on. And it's just like, it's something so unique and special about him. And I think his ability to just, it was like, it didn't matter what it was. He was just, you knew he was the coolest guy in the room. I mean, that's that's the one thing that I keep going back to, you know, he, um, the karaoke contest we did was one thing that that I immediately thought of because it was – and maybe that's where you saw him, the, the Mike Wise's karaoke, right? Right, right. A contest that he had. It was 2010. And I was um, – they asked me to perform, and I was like, the only way we're going to win or have a chance is if we could convince Vance to, like, be our surprise guest, right? Yeah. So my friends that were in the contest with me, I was like, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to go talk to him before the show one night and, and ask him – and I went and slid up to um, to his side, and I said, Dan, I've got a bottle of tequila. If you would consider, you know, doing this, and we need you to come in at the end and be surprised, you know, so no one would know that you were there." Right. And it took him like sixty seconds to be like, "I'm in. I'll do it, uh-huh. of course." You know. And then so we do it, and we're singing this song, "Family Tradition," and out walks Dan, and everyone just went freaking crazy because he he was so awesome. But um, he's a star. You know, man. I don't know I'm totally. What would you say? I said he was a star. Everyone wanted to see he's him. was a Star. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he was such a star, but you know what? He was an even better person, and he was—he um, really cared about people, and he made sure that everybody was was taken care of in a way. And um, yeah, man, he will just—he will be so missed.
1: And he yeah. was big into sports too. I remember just the banter with George Michael right. back in the day, then with you, with Kelly, with whoever worked there. He was big into sports.
0: He was so into it. I mean, and, and I heard from a lot of DC sports teams too over the weekend to say, "Man, he meant so much to us." And I mean, that says a lot. Um, yeah, he was he was way into it. He was a huge fan. And um I loved, loved the way that I got to watch him and George go at each other, you know, over everything. I mean that that video of the model falling on the catwalk is legendary, but the way that they would go back and forth over sports stories or things that George would bring up, I think was hilarious, you know. Mm-hmm. So um It's it's rare <laughs>
2: that it's rare that like a news personality can really connect and affect people. Uh, the way that you know he did, the way that George did. I, I go back to Glenn Brenner at Channel Nine years ago, um, and, and you said it. I know it sounds cliche, but w- when Vance talked to you and delivered the news, it was just like you and him, you know, talking. You know, you didn't get a, the feel that he was faking, faking anything. And um, I, I was just—I knew he had the cancer lens, but I didn't realize how bad it was. I mean, they—they they, they really kept that part quiet. Uh, how bad did, did you know what was going on with him health wise?
0: Um, no, I mean I knew that he was fighting really hard. You know, I, I didn't expect it to be this fast. It really didn't, um, and I don't know. Maybe that was because I didn't know all the information, but um, but that definitely surprised me. I mean, I was I was literally in my kitchen. We were trying to like wrangle kids on Saturday morning, and I got a text message someone that said, you know, um, so-and-so wants to make sure that you heard the news about Vans, and I just, like, I literally almost dropped my phone, and I just said, oh, my God, and Melvin was like, what? And I said, please, like, I hope it's not what I think it is, and and when we we found out that it was, I was just like, I couldn't, I could not believe it, Um, you know, just because I think also the... And I don't want to say that this is false because I'm sure that, you know, he was such a fighter, but the way that he came out and said that he was going to fight through it, that he was going to work when he could work. um, We just saw him talking when he was honored with the painting there at the chili bowl. You know, it just, we knew that he was sick, but you just, he is one of those that you think are invincible. And that's the same way that I felt about George. And honestly, when George told us that he was leaving channel four, and then when we knew that he was sick, um, you know, he was very honest about what he was dealing with. Even then, I did not believe that that was going to, you know, take George Michael's life like several months later. Mm-hmm. And I, it was just shocking. And so this sort of made me think a lot about that. And if nothing else, it just reminds me so much about how this business is all about the people, right. anyone's industry. You know what I mean? How it's just like, it's about the people that you're able to be with each and every day. It's about getting to know them also. And, you know, I think chemistry and rapport that's paramount but both of those things play into each other you know Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i think it was just one of those things like man you think you're going to have so much more time with someone um but i know i know that you know vance he lived such an incredible life as everyone has been saying and and he knew that and he felt that so that's at least one thing you know to take comfort in when you're going through something like that he
2: um you know, he grew and you know all the, his his bio, but I just want to kind of fill in the, the listeners. Um, he grew up outside of Philadelphia, and I think he started working for a newspaper in Philadelphia before he actually was hired at WRC in 1969. But in the early 70s, he when he was promoted to anchor or co-anchor, he was one of the first black men to ever, you know, anchor a big radio or a big TV station in a big market. And, you know, there was a lot of backlash there. There were, a lot of the viewers were not happy about that. Did he ever talk about those those days with you and, and how he struggled through that? Because I mean, that's a big step for a, a black guy in, in news in the early 70s.
0: I mean, he didn't talk about it directly with me about that topic, but you know, that was very much, I think, a part of his story, right? And that was like the fabric of what people knew. And I think you guys hit the nail on the head. That's what also made him so relatable. And I think what made people love him even more, because obviously, you know, it's just like we see with athletes when someone struggles and goes through a certain type of adversity, um, and you see them come out on the other side, it's like, man, you know, that's, that's when you get fans that that weren't fans before really cheering for you because there's a sense of relatability I think that comes along with it. So that was definitely, um, you know, a piece of what made him so important for sure to people, plus the other, you know, demons and battles that he had in his life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and the fact that he wasn't quiet about it. And I think that he talked publicly about it, whether it was in an interview or or what have you, I think that that's a huge deal. Um, But yeah, I mean, there, there are so many things. It's crazy because as you, as you think about all the memories, I mean, I think about the way that he was with my husband too, because when Melvin, Melvin came, what, like three or four years after I had joined the station, and um, Vance really took him under his wing, uh-huh. and and that was really cool to watch, and it was, like, really cool to get Vance, get to know him kind of in a different light also, watching him and, and seeing him, like, kind of mentor Craig in a way, yeah. Um, so, yeah.
2: Do you do you actually call your husband by his last name? She's been calling him Melvin throughout the interview. I'm
0: thrown. Have I real? I know. Yeah, you know what? I do, and that's so that's weird. Funny. And in fact, yesterday, yesterday he called me Blitzy, and I, I don't know why. I guess he just never calls me by my name. And I was like, please don't say that. Like, I actually took offense to it. So I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I just I have since I've known him. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe it's like a sports office thing. Yeah.
1: Joined by Lindsay Zarniak, <laughs> who of course you can watch on SportsCenter should be on at 7 a.m. this morning. She worked alongside. The legend Jim Vance. I wanted to ask you about SportsCenter you've been doing it for a while. Is it fair to say that the show has changed to more of actually kind of a morning show format?
0: Um. Well, I mean, the one I'm on, yes, yeah. because it is the morning show. Um. Yeah. So, no, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's you know, I think it's sort of always evolving and changing, but. This format is really cool because it's, um, you know, the, I mean, the ability to interact and can hit a bunch of things. And then, you know, this is we'd go on for three hours. So it's like you can attack different stories um, from different angles over the course of the three hours, which I like because it will be like, OK, you're doing an interview with so-and-so about, you know, Kyrie Irving or whatever it is. And then the next hour you have a completely different treatment, you know, that industry work. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's much more. From let's say ten years ago, five years ago, whatever is much more highlight driven. Now it's a little bit more conversational, more interviews. It looks like it'd be more fun.
0: I think it's always kind of a mix, too. You know, you it's like you you see, okay, this is what viewers are responding to most right now in terms of like highlights. I don't think that's ever going to really go away. I mean, we see that obviously with our nighttime show, The eleven o'clock, it's like that—that that is what the bulk of their show is, clearly because games are ending. But this time frame sorry i'm choking on hairspray <laughs> no. Oh, no it's okay um is uh it lends itself obviously to to not just highlights but the one thing that's really cool about the highlights that we do in this show is it's more about storytelling because you've got that extra time right. um you know after an event's happened so we have the available the avi- i can't speak this morning this is the other problem i have to have like 5 cups of coffee before i can get rolling we get you. in here at 4am you get to to use a lot of sound in the midst of the highlights because they have the time to dig up the best stuff, and that's cool. All
2: right, girl, we'll let you go. Uh, do your thing. We'll be watching you this morning. We just wanted to uh, get your thoughts on, on Jim Vance, and um, and of course, it's a sad day here in DC. Thanks for the time. Lindsay. I know.
0: Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thank Lindsay. you. I appreciate it. You appreciate it. it. All,
2: on. All right. That's Lindsay Zondiac. I- Worked with uh, Jim Vance for six years, I think from 2005 to 2011 before she took the ESPN job. And of course, Jim Vance uh, passed away on Saturday. Um, just you know, just it hit, and cancer is just poisonous. It's just it affects every person yeah. in the world in some way.
1: That was not the the it's, news you wanted to wake up to this past Saturday.
2: Yeah, um, I didn't even know it until I didn't until Drabby told me. Drabby walked up to my house to drop the dog off and said, "Jim Vance has passed away." I was like, right? I didn't realize it was that bad. I, mean, I knew he was battling cancer. I just didn't know it was that bad. But it is amazing.
1: He was NBC4 <laughs> sportscaster my entire life. I can't remember
2: anybody else. Newscaster. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, I know. You remember he, anybody else? Was there anybody else during our lifetime? No, he had a 45-year well, I mean, run at, uh, yeah. at WRC. I mean, he had a lot of partners, but yeah, right. he's, he was there since 1972.
1: And him and Doreen Gensler have been together for late Once. 80s. 20-plus years. Like, I think it was fact, since 1989. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the the memory I have is the the... First piece that was on the Sports Junkies in 1997, right at the end of the piece, which was Suzanne Malveaux doing a two-minute piece introducing four local guys talking sports. Uh At the very end, Doreen Gunsler goes, it's not for everybody. And then Jim Vance goes, you know who you are. (laughs) They were right. It's not for everybody.
2: I think Jim liked us more than Doreen. Yeah, that's okay. Maybe we grew on Doreen over the years, too.
1: All right, phone numbers always you want to chime in on anything is 800-636-1067. Coming up next, we will get it, we will get into the Open Championship. Jordan Spieth wins it. Did you find it exciting? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?